Broadway's My Beat with Anthony Ross as Detective Danny Clover. Broadway's My Beat. From Times Square to Columbus Circle. The gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Where your safest bet is on the time of day. And even that they'll fix if they can figure an angle. It's not a street, it's a merry-go-round. Where you can't tell whether that pretty girl sitting over there in the convertible parked by the curb should be called dimpled or double-crossed. Well, that's the street I'm walking, and I, I got a little time to kill before I check in at the precinct station house, so I decide to look in at Stillman's Gymnasium, where box fighters work out, and watch the kids spar a few rounds. How's it, Lieutenant? Usual bunch of two-bit gamblers and matchmakers standing around on the sidewalk outside. And upstairs, a mob of guys watching the two practices. I see a fight manager I know called Jack Siegel. He sees me, too. Hey, Lieutenant, you're up early today. <laughs> Jack, boy, you're looking good. Hog fat, Danny. A habit of eating. Well, I hear a lot of people speak very highly of that habit in my time. Who are you eating off these days? Is that a way to talk, Danny? You mean what future champion's destinies am I guiding at the moment? Have it your way, Jack. You got a good prospect? You mean you don't know? No. The leading welterweight contender? The best counterpuncher since Joe Gans? The pride of Hell's Kitchen? You don't know? <laughs> when the day comes that you don't have the latest sensation. Only this time for real, Danny. Look, look, ring one. The boy in the green jersey and sweatpants. He's a welterweight. Ah, uh, he'll make the weight. Hey. Hey, you know, I think I know that boy. <laughs> Terrible Perry Rogan. I teach him everything. Sure. Sure, he's got a fight coming up at the garden this week, hasn't he? And the winner to get a crack at the title. Terry Rogan, is he? <laughs> You know, I remember him when his name was Roganski or some such, and he's fighting in the police athletic Yeah, league. that's the boy. Yeah, he's good. I like these quick weather. Well, that's all. He's gone three rounds. He's through. You, you want to say hello, Lieutenant? Yeah, I'd like that, yeah. Uh, so come with me. How are you feeling, kid? Okay. Some sparring part that you get for me. Uh, what's the matter with him? Keeps giving me the heel of his club and the laces. All the time in the clinches, I get string in my mush. So? What do you think Perini will be giving you Friday night? Hiya, uh, Terry. Oh, uh, this is Lieutenant Danny Clover, Terry. Shake hands. Hey, I remember you. Lieutenant Clover, sure. Sure, the PAL fight three, four years uh, ago. Sure, sure. I, I remember you telling me how you were the fighter yourself years ago. Yeah, but You, that's Danny? This I never knew. Yeah, you could look it up. Right after the first war, I win five fights in a row. And then... Yeah? Then I lose five fights in a row. Look <laughs> it up. Hey, you better get your robe on, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to come back in the locker rooms, Lieutenant? To the fact? Yeah. So you're going at the garden Friday night, hmm? Yeah, that, that's right. Say, Lieutenant, remember that night in the PAL finals? I was just a kid then, Jack, fighting feathers. Lieutenant here was in my car. Hey, what about Friday? Are you going to take this Perini? Oh, who knows? They were quoting odds yesterday, Danny. Terry's two to one to take him. Yeah. You should have seen that PAL final, Jack. It was before I knew how to use my right. I win that final with just my left hand, right, Lieutenant? Oh, now, I'm more interested in talking about Friday night, kid. Jack tells me you win, you get a crack at the title. Yeah, that's... that's right. That's great, kid. 
I know you'll win. I'll be betting on you. Now, you better grab yourself a shower. Oh, yeah, yeah. I... Lieutenant. Yeah? You never can tell about fights, you know, Lieutenant. What's the matter? Well, it's just that I, I wouldn't want you to lose any money, but... Hey, 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 shut up, shut up. What kind of talk is that? Uh, you, you beat it to the shower. Tell her to give you a rub down before your legs tighten up. Well, I was on now, the cut it out, cut it out. Do like I say. If it makes you feel any better, kid, I, I never bet big on the fight. Okay, Lieutenant. Come on, Danny. Yeah. Your boy is not exactly looking forward to Friday, is he, Jack? <laughs> For a two-to-one favorite. Ah, uh, let's get out of here. I'll walk you down 8th Avenue. Sunlight. The gym gives me the Williams. I can't figure it. Your boy trying to tout me off a betting on him. Grief, Danny. Do me a favor, forget it. Huh? He's like this all the time before a fight. Why, you should believe it. Two months ago, we was fighting at the arena. It... What's the matter? Hey, get that. Over there in that convertible across the street. Oh, yeah. Her. Did you know that? Hmm. Boy, on a spring day like this, I could wish I were 20 years younger. <laughs> but wouldn't that break your heart? Yeah, she probably would, too. What's the matter, Jack? What's wrong with her? Come on, I got ulcers. Hey, she's so beautiful, she's done too. Come on, come on. But you know her? Who is she? Trouble. Trouble for my boy. Louise is her first name. Lindsay is her last name. But her middle name is Trouble. Oh? Five weeks ago, she turns up and he's been running around with her ever uh, since. It's quite a car she's got. she in the money? Ah, not that. The car is the kid's. He buys the day after he drops Kid Leviton in the third. Oh, forget it, Jack. A young fighter and a beautiful like that go together like five and two. The natural. You don't help my ulcers. All right, take it easy, Lieutenant. Where are you going? Back to the gym. I get thinking. When I get thinking, I get worrying. When I get worrying, I got to get back and have a look at my boy. I'll see you around. Hiya, Danny. What do you know for sure? Not much, Al. Where you been, Stillman's? Yeah. Yeah, watching young Terry Rogan. He goes to the garden Friday night. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rogan. What about him? Keep your money in your pocket, Danny. What? Big Sig Sherman's in town, you know. Huh? I'll see you around, Danny. Hello. Hello, I want to speak to Tony Florida. This is Florida. It's Danny Clover, Tony. Are you awake? Uh, what time is it? It's a little afternoon. Oh, mm. Danny, Danny, you know I don't close my club till four in the morning. Listen, Tony, Tony, wake up, will you? Have you ever hear of a guy called Big Sig Sherman? Hello? Hello? I'm still here, Danny. Oh. I take it you heard of him, huh? I heard of him. Very rapid citizen. Am I out of line asking you about him, Tony? You're never out of line, Danny. Well, what can you tell me about this Sherman? Big Sig is a businessman, Danny. A very big businessman. Yeah? He's a careful businessman. He likes to make sure of his profits, you know? Yeah. Yeah, where's he from? His home? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but he's got an address in Hot Springs, Arkansas. What's he doing in town, Tony? Do you know? Well, big Sig is in the syndicate, Danny. I, uh, think you'd better ask your other questions from somebody else. Uh, but listen, Tony. 
Uh, a syndicate, hmm? So the syndicate is on this. That's all I need. We pause to say there'll be laughter on the old Erie Canal and in the modern high school classroom tonight as Helen Hayes stars in the famous comedy The Farmer Takes a Wife on CBS's Electric Theater and as Eve Arden stars as America's favorite teacher, our Miss Brooks. In The Farmer Takes a Wife, Miss Hayes will be heard as a canal boat cook who has to choose between farm life and the rip-roaring colorful life she is known on the canal. As our Miss Brooks, Eve Arden will be the object of a raiding party by a rival high school faculty. The bait for her services being a handsome male teacher. On a night known for its comedy on CBS, you'll delight in the expert comedy of these two great feminine stars as the Electric Theater and our Miss Brooks come your way tonight over most of these same CBS network stations. And now back to Broadway and Detective Danny Clover, who likes to pick up his cigars and gossip at the same place, the Cleveland Hotel Cigar Stand. Well, hello, sweetheart. Lieutenant Clover, just who I've been waiting for. What are you doing Friday night? Are you on duty? Friday night? A visiting fireman was by here this morning and bought a dozen tickets for the fight Friday night, and then turned around and bought two more, the last two for me. Ringside. Mm, what do you know? I did not either. <laughs> All I did was smile at him and to say I wished I could get to see a fight sometime. You want to come with I'll me? I'll let you know later, Sally. Now, give me a handful of cigars. Give me a handful of money. And what I hear, it's going to be a fight worth seeing. This Terry Rogan, you know, fighting Patsy Perini. The odds are two to one, this character was telling yes, me. Yes, so I hear. Well, and from what he was saying, he couldn't understand why Perini was such a favorite. Perini's not the favorite. Well, this character said he was. He said the odds had changed overnight. You think maybe the fix is in, Danny? Did you ever hear of Big Sig Sherman, Sally? I heard of him. Big Sig, they call him. They should call him Sure Shot Sherman, the way he hates to take chances. Is he in town? Give me my change, sweetheart. Say, what's your hurry? I offer him a free-for-nothing pass ringside. I'll have to let you know about it later, Sally. I'm late to check in at the precinct. What is all this? Assign you to the garden fight? Now look, Clover. I'm sure it's not going to be a square rattle, Captain. Unless I can just get the time... I need every man in the squad to work in this narcotics hall, Clover. Look, sir. Yesterday, Terry Hogan was a two-to-one favorite. Overnight, the odds switched. Now the other boy is favorite. Same odds. They'll get even longer. That's not evidence. Not evidence. Captain Force, do you hear what I said? The boy was a two-to-one favorite yesterday. He's now a two-to-one short-ender. Odds don't change like that unless something's up. Well, you can see what happened. Whoever put this fight in the tank got big money down here, Detroit, Los Angeles, New Orleans, all over the country. And then somebody talked. The word has gotten around. Why, by fight time Friday night, the odds will be ten to one in favor of Perini, who doesn't figure even to go the limit with Rogan, unless it's a tank job. If you really think there's something wrong, pull in some gamblers and ask them questions. You know enough gamblers. Yeah, what about your friend, uh, Tony Florida? I've asked enough questions already, sir, to make me feel this fight is in the tank. Now, I can keep it square if you'll just assign me to it till Friday night. 
Well, it's a waste of time. Oh, it's just two days, sir. Tom Donnelly and Donnelly's I... Donnelly's busy on the narcotics hall, and that's that. And you should be, too. And you will if you don't get out of my office in a hurry. Thank you, Captain. Hiya, Terry. Can I come in? Yeah, sure. Sure, Note. What's up? I'm not supposed to be in bed by now, you know. Yeah, I know. Jack Siegel said he didn't mind if I stopped by for just a minute or two. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You wouldn't know why I came by, would you, Terry? Why, no. No, I got no idea, Lieutenant. Maybe to tell me to remember my right tomorrow night. Yeah. In a way, that's it. That was, uh... Certainly some fight that night, Lieutenant. I'm glad you were in my corner. I learned a lot since then. Yeah? Sure, that, that Jack Siegel, he's one smart manager. He's not too smart for his own good, is he, Terry? What do you mean? Something funny's going on with the odds in this fight, Terry. First, it's two to one on you, and well, if you wreck it, I figure it's an overlay at that. Then all of a sudden, since overnight, the odds get twisted around the way you are the long shot. How about that? Oh, well, that's, that's just gamble talk, isn't it? Who knows why these things happen? Yeah. Who knows? Hey, Lieutenant, you don't think I'd do anything well, crooked, do you? You tell me, Terry. Honest, Lieutenant, you got me all wrong. Who's this Louise Lindsay, Terry? How long have you known her? Now, look, Lieutenant, just forget that. See, keep her out of this. What's there to keep her out of, Terry? Why, what we're talking about. I'm engaged, Louise, Lieutenant. That's absolutely straight. Where's she from? None of your business. She's my fiance, that's all. Oh, just your fiance. That's hmm? right. We're getting hits right after this fight, if you want to know. Sure, sure. Congratulations, kid. Get a good night's sleep. I'm sorry if I sounded off a little. Yeah, that, that's okay. Night. Don't forget to keep your right hand up tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. You do that. Danny. I saved the table for you. It'll be quiet over in the corner. Thanks, Tony. Did the girl show up yet? Yeah, she's here. You're doing very well for yourself these yeah. days. Something, isn't she? Black, black hair. I prefer yeah, I like that. It's on the level. With a blonde, who knows? Oh, the hair, yes. You could be sure about the hair. <laughs> and thanks, Tony. Louise Lindsay? That's right. I'm sorry to be late. I'm Danny Clover. Sit down, Lieutenant. Thanks. What's so important? You've got to meet me in a nightclub at 11 at night. I understand you're engaged to that fighter, Terry Rogan. Yeah, I called Terry to tell him you wanted to see me, and he got all upset. It's no good for him the night before he fights. Tells me you think there's something phony about the fight. I was getting that idea. And you think maybe I'm responsible, that is. You've heard of the syndicate. Syndicate? No, what's that? You ever hear of a guy called Sherman? Sherman? Mm-hmm. Sherman. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard of a lot of Shermans, but I don't know any. What's his business? Well, right now I got an idea his business is bothering your boyfriend. Well, look, suppose you stop talking in riddles and tell me what this is all about. You know you've got Terry all upset. Hey, that's a big rock you're wearing on your third finger. <laughs> Mr. Clover, let me set you straight. I don't know what you're thinking. But Terry and I are in love, we're engaged to get married, and the day's been set. This diamond's no problem. Oh, I can see that. And I don't know anything about any fixed fight. 
The only thing I have to do with prize fighting is trying to see that Terry gets out of it. If he wins, he gets a crack at the title. <laughs> Why should you want him to get out of it? Because I don't want our kids to have a father with a tin ear and a buzzing in his head and a pair of broken hands. He's still young and healthy. Well, he won't stay young, but I want him to stay healthy. You really like him, don't you? You're catching on. I'm beginning to think I had you taped all wrong, Miss Lindsay. But if your boyfriend is mixed up in a fixed fight, you'll, you'll help me then, won't you? I doubt it. How's that? That's his business, not mine. They boiled you about ten minutes, didn't they, Miss Lindsay? You think I'm hard-boiled. I'll tell you something about me, Mr. Clover. I was born in the hard coal fields of Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh. My father was killed in a mine disaster down there. That was 19 years ago, and I was only two. My mother had to bring up me and three others all by herself. If I sound hard-boiled, that's why. Now, all I'm interested in is getting married to Terry. We're going to buy a little business. Oh, yeah? What kind of a business is that? A dry-cleaning business, maybe. Maybe you'll send us your trade. I'll do that. Oh, there you are. I almost couldn't find out where you two were. Jack, how are you? You know Mr. Siegel, Miss Lindsay? We've met. Hey, sit down, Jack. What are you drinking? Milk. What'd you do to my boy? You got him all upset. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry about that. He calls me, nothing will do, but I got to come over here and tell you not to bother Lindsay here. Makes me promise Oh, I wouldn't say I was bothering Miss Lindsay. I was just... <clears throat> oh, uh, you want me for something, Tony? I'm sorry to bother you, Danny. Oh, not at all. Excuse me, Miss Lindsay. What is it, Tony? The man you were asking me about? Oh, yeah? He just came in with a party. I told Victor to seat him at this table next to yours. There's a big man coming now. Right, Tony. Thanks. I couldn't be sweeter. Right this way. Oh, hey, pardon me. You're, you're Mr. Sherman. Yes, I... Well, my name's Culver. I've been hearing a lot about you. You come to town to the fight tomorrow night. You could get a reputation for being a pretty curious guy. Oh, no hard feelings. Uh, I heard you were in town to see Terry Rogan's fight. I thought maybe you'd like to shake hands with his manager. Here, right here. Jack Siegel. This is Mr. Sherman. Right. Uh, yeah, and this here is Rogan's fiancé, Miss Lindsay, Mr. Sherman. Mm, how do you do? This the man you were asking me about? That's right. Mr. Sherman, I understand you've been bothering Terry about something. I won't say crooked because I don't know about that, but just don't get him upset. Mm, you, Siegel, if you're Rogan's manager, why don't you see to it he don't get mixed up with pancakes like this one? Well, now that you mentioned it, I think it's good Now, let's all keep our temper. Then tell Big Sig to move his load along. You've got some polite friends, mister. Ain't it the truth. So please accept my apologies, Mr. Sherman. I'll see you around. Mm, there's always that chance. <laughs> uh, whoever that was, Danny, he got my ulcers going again. Well, I don't know why he should do that to you, Jack. How about it, Miss Lindsay? You want me to give you a lift home? Yeah, i gotten pretty sick of this drum in the last couple of minutes. Oh, by the way, you're going to the fight tomorrow, aren't you? No. I don't like to watch them. Well, and maybe you and I could listen to it over the radio together. Now, wouldn't that be fun? Good night, Jack. Sergeant. Yeah? Put this on the teletype to Washington, will you? Sure, Danny, right away. Hey, sir. Bureau of Mines. What's your business with them? I found a gold mine last night. Go on, will you? Get on it. Talk to that guy in Hot Springs, Lieutenant. Yeah? So? So here's all the dope he had on Sigmund Sherman. Give, give. See, picked up three times for vagrancy, once on the Sullivan Ike, once for... Yeah, it's quite a guy. Never an indictment, much less a conviction. Yeah, let's see. 
Operated racetrack, 1940-42. Slot machine business, 1940-45. Married, Havana, 1948. Is that all you need, Danny? Yeah. Thanks, Hodge. Just make sure we keep a tail on them until I say different. Can you make it to the fights tonight with me, Danny? I'm sorry, baby. I got a date. A date? Lieutenant, at your age? At my age? Oh, I say it's business, Sally. No kidding. But you could do me a favor. Tell me, why should I? Listen. Listen, you know these unlawful citizens who take bets on various sporting events? Yes. Well, of course, it'd be strictly out of line for me to know any of those characters myself. Are you kidding? But I would appreciate it if you could hunt one of them up. Place a sawbuck with him at the prevailing odds. Okay, a sawbuck goes on Perino. Uh-uh. I like Terry Rogan. Well, I don't know him personally, Danny, but didn't you hear? This is a sure thing for Perini. It's all over town. Nevertheless, Sally, do me the favor of placing my sawbuck where it'll do the most good. On Terry Rogan. Oh, no, 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 please, Danny. The boy goes on in an hour, and he's nervous enough now. Not as nervous as you'll be later if I don't get to talk to him now. Which is his dressing room? That one over there? You got a search warrant? Jokes. Danny, my insides are all churning around like a tornado, and now you come along... dressing room? Right here. Thanks, Jack. Look me up after the fight. Please, the... Hiya, Terry. Hey, sit down, kid. I got news for you. Would you mind, Jack? Look, give me a... Oh, why wasn't I an insurance salesman or a bricklayer? Just a minute. Come in. Oh, it's you. We had a date, remember? Well, now... Don't tell me you haven't got a radio. Uh, I'm just going out, Lieutenant. I'm, I'm meeting some friends until after... Oh, I... no, no, no. You can't do this. You can't stand me up. We made a date, remember? Yeah, but I... Oh, no. Goodness gracious. Look, it's after ten already. The fight would have started. Ah, there's the radio. Hey, don't tell me you weren't going to listen. I, uh, I turned the radio off. I don't like fights. I, I don't like to listen. This is going to be a good fight, Miss Lindsay. You may Coming be surprised. And there's a left to the body from Rogan. And Perini takes another to the head. And another and a hard to the body. Like a whirlwind. And now Perini's trying to tie him up across the ring. And Terry Rogan gets in the left hook as they break. Yeah, this Rogan's really got killer in him tonight. They didn't tell me this was a grudge fight. But uh-oh, there's a right to the head and another. And a left to the midsection of Perini. What's the matter, Miss Lincoln? Rope, and now he's down. Perini's down. Three. Four. Five, you surprised, Miss Lindsay? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Terry Rogan wins by a whirlwind knockout in one seventeen of the first round. And what a contender for the Willowake title this boy, Terry Rogan, is. I only call over, and here is Bill. I don't think you figured it that way, did you, Miss Lindsay? I'm very glad for Terry, and glad it's over so You quickly. know something? He probably never told you this, but... I'm the guy that taught him how to use his rights in more ways than one. Mr. Clover, I, I've got to go to, to, to meet him. I, I promised to meet him after the fight. I know you did, Miss Lindsay. But you see, by now he knows that you're not going to meet him and never really meant to meet him. 
What do you mean? You know we're engaged. Oh, I hand it to you, Miss Lindsay. You're a good performer. The trouble is your imagination is a little too rich for your blood. <laughs> you got going on that hard luck story about the hard coal mines. But there's no hard coal near Pittsburgh, Miss Lindsay. The hard coal is up around Scranton. But, uh... And about your old man dying in a mine cave-in... There were no fatalities from mine disasters near Pittsburgh 19 years ago, like you said. Oh, no, I know a lot about you. Why, well, lied about my age. I figured that possibility, Miss Lindsay, because you're such a good performer, I wanted to give you all the best of it. Then when Sherman showed up, you remember Sherman, Miss Lindsay, the guy you said you never heard of? Oh, you had to go call him by his nickname, Big Sig, and you never heard me call him that. You, you, you just... Bluffing. You've got nothing to go now, on. last night, if you'd said that, you couldn't have been smarter. But since then, Miss L., I had a chance to ask some questions around. Old police routine. <laughs> well, I say, but let's not get, let all this talk upset our evening. Why, we got a date, remember? Yeah? A date? Yeah. You think we can be nice about this? Yeah. You and I are going to step out here. We're going to a place that stays open all night. A place on West 47th Street called the 16th Precinct Station House. Big Sig is waiting for you there. And you wouldn't want to keep your husband waiting, would you, Mrs. Sherman? Well, good work, Danny. You sure you got a case? Uh, nothing on the kid that'll convict him, but the other two. Yeah, the file we got from Hot, Hot Springs ties the two of them up. They were married a year ago in Havana. Yeah, it must have been rough on young Rogan. <laughs> no rougher than it was on me. Had to be the one to tell him. First, he was just sitting there, bawling like a baby, you know? I've seen the girl. I know how he must have felt. Yeah, yeah, but that kid's a fighter. I could tell. The tears still wet on his face, he gets down off of the table, and I look at him. And then I begin to feel sorry for Perini. The boy's going to fight. Well, I hope the commission won't have to lift his license. Say, uh, how about the manager, Jack Siegel? Oh, he's in the clear. Never know anything about it. Uh, where are you going, Danny? I don't know. Out. Walk around somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing. Yeah? What's that? She told him after they were married, they'd open a dry cleaning business. The only thing she wanted to take to the cleaners was him. It's midnight on my beat now. The street's in full swing. If you want to get to the top quick, Broadway's the place to do it. But there are plenty of guys around. Angle guys. Weisenheimers. Digging holes to help you fall back to the bottom. I can only hope I find them. Those guys figure in angles on the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway. My beat. Columbia has just brought you Broadway's My Beat with Anthony Ross as Detective Danny Clover. Gene Carson was Sally, Julie Stevens was Louise, Bill Quinn was Terry, Gilbert Mack was Terry's manager, and James Goss, 
Peter Capel, Paul Luther, and Ted Jewett were also members of today's cast. Today's broadcast was written by Peter Lyon and produced and directed by John Deese. The musical score was composed and conducted by Robert Stringer. This is Byrne Bennett speaking.